And Chris Hyde is editor of Hawke's Bay Today. Thanks for being with us. Welcome, Chris. Good, are the temperatures soaring there? We're having Hawke's Bay-like heat where I am at the moment. Uh, It's just been a week of massive humidity here in Hawke's Bay. I think everyone is just completely almost overtired because we just cannot sleep at night at the moment um, with the humidity. Um, Yeah, we have 30 30 both days over the weekend. Ouch, that's getting up there. Raining this morning, though. There you go. There you yeah, go. A little bit. Just yeah. the right amount of rain would be nice uh, for yeah. everywhere, I think. Okay. Now, uh, there's been uh, a spin-off from a car fatality, a fatal car crash, has really got people talking about highway maintenance. And what is it about this case that's caused that, Chris? Yeah. Uh, so this is a, a tourist um, who died um, on a, a road near Bridge Park, which is kind of a... Um, a wine triangle area of um, Hawke's Bay. Um, it's a state highway and it was at an intersection. Um, Canadian tourist Helen Poon um, was driving on December 30 through an intersection and the intersection um, has since been corrected, but at the time a giveaway sign was facing the wrong way. Um, the road markings on the sign had been kind of almost in, completely obscured by skid marks. Um, and so the um, woman who was in the passenger seat with with Helen, who passed away, um, she's questioning, you know, what what was the road maintenance that was done in this area, and what was it good enough? Um, because a tourist coming up to a an intersection like that, not having a giveaway sign, not knowing that it was an intersection, appears to have gone straight through and has had a crash with another car and has died as a result. Um, so some some questions to be asked there around, A, boy racers, should they be using that area as as a skid pad to begin with? Um, but also what what are the um, what are the processes for repairing it after that? And how often do you have to do it? Are those questions uh, being asked? Is there an inquiry? Yes, absolutely. I mean, after every death um, on our roads, there is a, a serious crash inquiry. Um, and so that, that's still in place, and so NZTA says it's too soon to comment at the moment, um, which is fair enough. Um, but there, there does need to be a little bit more clarity about um, about what happened at this, this intersection because um, by the sounds of it, Helen Poon was quite a remarkable um, young woman. You know, first, she was a politician elected to Canadian local body a couple of years back. Um, and a massive classic car enthusiast who was driving an Audi TT at the time of the the crash, um, and appears to have a lot of a lot of friends who are asking a lot of questions back home about how how she died while on holiday. You know, what is going on with Flaxmere's only supermarket moving on the New World? Ten thousand people in that community. I've read a lot of, t- probably in your newspaper, <laughs> lots of toing and froing about the owners of the actual building and the interactions they've had with New World. What has the supermarket said about why it is going? Essentially, it, last year it was all set to build a brand new supermarket um, in a new part of Flaxmere that had been set aside for it by Hastings District Council. Um so there's obviously been some issues between foodstuffs and the um, the landlord before 
um, if, if that was what it decided it needed to do. Um, you know, it, it, it couldn't build a supermarket that it felt was, was good enough on that site. Um, so it was all set to do that. Um, and then it pulled out, citing changing economics, um, in, in 2023. Um, so obviously there's been, there's been a bit of breakdown between foodstuffs and the landlord. Um, it, and foodstuffs feels that it can't turn the, the current site into one that is a good one for its brand of New World. So will um, there be a supermarket but not for some time? What's the plan for the future? There, There is no supermarket in Flexme now. It will close on February 25 and there are no plans that we know of um, to, t- to build a new one. Okay, this, so the new is, one was to be basically on adjacent to the current site and that's what they've bailed on now. Yeah, they've, they've completely bailed citing changing economics. Yeah. So, so let's focus on those two words, changing economics. What mm. is that telling us about whether they see this as a um, cost-benefit decision? Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't making the money that they needed it to in Flexmere, and they don't see building a new one creating the money that they need it to. Um, but there's a huge social cost to losing a supermarket in a town of um, 11,000 plus people. Um, and so, you know, there is understandable anger in, in Flaxmere. Um, there are, it is a low income community with a lot of people without driver's licenses, without, um, mobility in cases, you know, there's, there's a lot of elderly people, um, around Flaxmere and, and they have very few places that, that they will be able to go to easily. Um, obviously, Hastings, you can say it's just a few kilometres down the road, but it, it, it's not accessible um, from the point of view that you've got to cross an expressway um, and the, the the public transport in the area is relatively poor. It would be a good way to describe it. I imagine so, it's a reasonably sized employer actually in Flaxmere as well, is it? Yeah, 60 people I think are employed there. Mm. Um, so you know it's a it's a blow for them. First up, it said that they will absorb where they can um, staff into its other um, areas of Hawke's Bay. Meanwhile, Havelock um, North is getting its new twenty six million dollar New World. Mm. Yeah, okay, absolutely right. And that that just <clears throat> it tells you tells you a little bit about um, I guess what economic priorities are um, for foodstuffs, and you know. Our, our food is not controlled by by government or anything like that. It's controlled by economic Im- imperative you know, when it comes to to supermarkets, and and this happens. Um, but it, it does hurt, and it um, it will hurt Flaxmere, and it will will hurt Foodstuffs brand in, in Hawke's Bay as well. I would say, and as a result, that they that they've decided after they had essentially promised that they would build a brand new one to to pull out altogether is. It's it's an interesting move that way. Sure is. Now, rates, we've been talking about them already this morning, double digits all over the place, it seems. Um, and the way councils rate what you have to pay for varies from district to district as well. What is the story with Hawke's Bay Regional Council's rates? Yeah, it's one of the only regional councils in New Zealand that doesn't... Um, it doesn't charge rates by capital value, it charges by land value. 
Um, and so it's proposing um, under a raft of changes at the moment, it's proposing to switch to capital value. Um, now that's causing quite a stir here in Hawke's Bay just because in some ways it is a wealth tax by, without calling it a wealth tax. And in another way, it's also exacerbating kind of a rural-urban divide because you have farmers. Farmers will pay a lot less in rates under switching to capital value. Because uh, they have a four, lot of land. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. Between 400 and 1,100 less on average per year, whereas homeowners will will take take on that um, responsibility of because um, the, the total pool of rates will not change. Um, so someone has to pay if farmers are getting a um, a discount on their rates, and that will be homeowners. So um, most of them can expect to pay um, something extra. Um, on average, ninety nine extra in Central Hawke's Bay, seventy seven dollars extra a year in Hastings, forty six dollars a year extra in Napier, fourteen extra in Wairoa. What's the rationale, um, and, and and who proposed it? Uh, the rationale is that it's it's uh, more equitable. Um, the, it's proposed by the regional council themselves. They they want to use what other other regional councils are using. They they think that being on land value, we're kind of we're an outlier, I guess. Um, and it, it's seen as more equitable because uh, than land value because it considers the value of and the capacity to earn from the the land and the improvements on the land. Um, so essentially, if you've got a, a strong capital value in your house that you, you've put a lot of improvements on it, you're more likely to be wealthy um, and more likely to be able to pay um, higher rates. Um, and and if, if you continue to expand on your property, you are also seen as more likely to be able to continue to pay extra rates. What so, happens from here? Yeah. Does the council itself make the decision after consultation? Yes. I mean, consultation is going on. It's been going on since the start of December and it's it's until the end of this week. Um, people have to submit on it. Um, former, because of the because of the timing of it, um, there's been a lot of criticism. Um, Tuki Tuki MP Anna Law says HPRC need to eat humble pie and extend it or postpone it. Um, she says it's kind of the exact wrong time of year to be talking about this over summer. You know, people over Christmas are not talking about rates. Um, they're not really thinking about it. Um, so, but I mean, <clears throat> it's been 18 months in the making, is what the council's chair, Hanoi Walshby, says. So there is an argument that it just has to be done. Um, they have to get it over and done with now for the timing of it so that it can go onto the rate bill in the next year. Alrighty. Otherwise, they they won't have a chance. Yeah. Now, it's always really sad when this happens. Uh, and despite best efforts and some success at refloating, in the end, uh, a pod of what are called false killer whales and uh, bottlenose dolphins had to be euthanised. This stranding happened near Mahia. What was the what was the, what was the effort that went in, Chris, and what happened? Yeah, a huge effort, wasn't it? Um, obviously, obviously, a lot of people up at Mahia at the moment, holidaymakers and um, locals. Um, and they all, I saw videos of just dozens and dozens of people jumping in the water and trying to get these this pod resurfaced. Um, unfortunately, after doing that, they restranded. Um, 
<laughs> and this time they restranded um, at a remote and inaccessible part um, on a reef further south from Taylor's Beach. Forty um, percent of them had died by the time um, by the time people arrived, um, or by the time Doc got there. And so the decision was just made that they had to be euthanized. Um, so despite all of the incredible efforts from the community, um, they couldn't be saved. A really, really sad story. Yeah. Um, it's extraordinary but, behavior, yeah. isn't it, this? Um, and it seems to be prominent in certain parts of the country. Of course, Fairwell spit off and on top of the South Island often uh, has to deal with it and the effort goes in. But by the time they ended up out on that reef, it was um, it wasn't going to be... A happy yeah. conclusion to the efforts. You, you, you look at you look at Mahia as a potential. It, it makes sense that it would be a place that yeah um, that the that the creatures sea creatures would strand. Um, it just pokes out, right? So, yeah, um, there is a it is a hotbed for strandings, and it has been in the past. Mm. And um, fortunately, it probably will continue to be. Chris, yeah. thank you. Chris Hyde is editor of Hawks Bay Today.